Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So before I go into today's episode, I am delighted to announce that the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Program is now open. So the next intake is starting on the 4th of September, 2023. So this is going to be the biggest intake. This is going to be bigger and better than ever. I've got a new coach to come in and help me as well. So this is perfect for someone if you've tried every diet under the sun, whether it comes from keto, intermittent fasting, someone that you're maybe very skeptical about the fitness industry, you might have been scammed out of certain clubs, you believe in sins. But the one thing that I would say about this program is it's actually been, been designed by previous clients. And if you're trying to get away from that yo-yo dieting background, trying to get away from that diet starts Monday cycle, this is the perfect thing for you. So what this program is, is a six week program. You'll get weekly check-ins with myself. You will get tailored program with videos. So you've got an option of home workouts uh, that you've got an option of a three day home workout program with videos. You've got an option of a four day gym program with videos, or you've got an option of three day gym program with videos. You can do your own training if you wish, but those programs are provided to you. You've got tailored calories and macros that are perfectly set for you based off your activity and your needs and your age. You have got recipe books, which are perfect. The brownies in their class. You've got a Facebook group, which is a perfect place for support. Weekly lives are in there every Tuesday. And then you've got personalized weekly check-ins with myself. So it's, it's an amazing program. And I would say the last one, in April and I haven't run it for April since April because I wanted to make it even bigger and better and I wanted to make sure that it was going to be bigger and better. I want to improve things as it grows. I'm not just going to stagnate and not let the program grow into what it wants to be. So the price of the program for six weeks is very, very cheap. It is 99 euro. So if you're looking for kind of, if you're on a budget or you're looking for a lower barrier entry into a program, 99 euro, you're not going to get it lower. The normal price is 149 euro. So that will be going up in the next week or so that to, to full price. So if you're interested in doing that, I wouldn't wait around. So if you're interested in working with me in the female fat loss program, click on the link in the show notes, book your place before it sells out because the last one sold out in a very short space of time and I wouldn't wait around. So the biggest thing that I would say is it's not gonna be a sin in sight. You're just gonna get results, improve relationship with food, learn how to train, around your cycle, learn about perimenopause, PCOS, endometriosis, all these various different things, and you'll get the results you're looking for. So if you're interested in working with me, click on the link in the show notes and we'll book your space. And we'll see you on the 4th of September. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is something that I have been kind of thinking about for a little while. And it's the topic of perfection and why it's really really the enemy of progress and when it comes to training nutrition food in general your relationship with food your body image whatever it may be a lot of people will think it's going to be a straight line that it's going to be with this perfect journey that it's going to be this straight line of progress but what we really, really want to aim for and strive for is an element of a thing called progress over perfection. So if you think of it this way, if you're really, really expecting yourself to work on something and get it perfectly right every time, you're going to fail. 
I want you to hear that again. If you're expecting yourself to work on something and get it perfectly right every time you're going to fail. So I'm going to bring you back to something that we've all done. We've all learned how to walk at some stage. So when we walk or when we learn how to walk, what we tend to do is we tend to get up, fall over. We get back up again, we fall over again. But we don't feel disheartened. We don't give up. We keep going with it. Well, sometimes we get a little bit of bumps on the way. We get a bump on our head or our legs, whatever it may be. But we're allowing ourselves not getting it right. Like what does actually getting it right actually ever mean? But if you're able to shift a certain behavior or a belief from a place of never happening to sometimes happening, that is huge progress. So if it was something that you were aware of, it starts with awareness. If you're aware of why you do something and you're able to shift that behavior or a belief to a place of sometimes happening, well, that's huge progress. And that could be that you never had bread before and now you're allowing yourself to have bread sometimes. Maybe it's a case of that you were never able to reset after a night out, but now you're, you know that you have the tools to, to use if you decide to. But when it comes to your relationship with food, your body image, there's no such thing as perfection. No one that I've ever worked with has had a straight line of progress. You may see progress pictures, you may see testimonials, you may hear podcast episodes like with Sarah last week. But there's not a straight line of progress. There'll be days you don't want to do something. There'll be days that you don't feel like doing anything. There are more helpful and less helpful things. There are decisions that will bring you closer to the life you want and the decisions that will take you further away. And then there are the decisions that you aren't even aware of what's happening, that you can do sweet FA about until you actually become aware of them. So if you're aware of why you do something, it's a lot easier. If you're aware of where this whole relationship of food came from, if you're, if you're aware of why you feel a certain way about yourself when you eat a certain food it's easier to change but if it's just like it's oh it's always been like this or i'm an emotional eater and they're the sentences that you come out with there's no deeper thought process been put into it so it's more difficult to change one you're not an emotional eater you are someone who eats emotionally which is called a human being see the lack of shame see the lack of guilt that's attached to the phrase and if we can accept that that's progress it may not be this progress picture that you want or it may not be the progress that you want but if your mind and your belief system your awareness tools your values are aligned then it's going to be a lot more beneficial for you working on yourself is really really messy there's no way to no two ways around it it really is so we need to look at what perfection is the first thing it's a really, really funny thing. Like, it's it doesn't exist. People think it does. And there's a lot of type A people that strive for it day in, day out. And they may get it in work because they can control the outcome. They may get it in other elements of their life. We worry about it so, so much about being perfect in our work, how we present ourselves, our relationships, and life that we... We totally stress ourselves out. And it really is true that like this element of perfection can really, really wreak havoc on our mental health, 
our bodies, our relationship with food, and really trying to attain this unattainable thing makes us frustrated. Like, perfection dissolves the whole element of being human. It dissolves this whole element of accepting that you're, it's okay to mess up. Often it comes from what, caring what other people are going to think when nobody really gives a shit what we do. And trying to attain this unattainable thing can drive us up the wall. Trying to control something for which we have no control of is can lead to anxiety, more tension, headaches, depression, mood, whatever it may be. And it can ruin relationships of food. And I work with many clients who, at the beginning, strive for that perfect body, strive for that perfect diet, strive for that perfect weight. And in doing so, they try diet after diet after diet. They lose the weight, they gain weight, they lose the weight again, gain the weight, and ultimately destroy their relationship with food. They create food rules as a way to protect themselves. They create food rules which foods are good or bad and which ones they should restrict. They deprive themselves of food that they used to love and they lose control around food. And one of the things that can be said is, well, if I have this food, I will lose control. It's like, you're not in control now. The food is. The food is driving where you want to go. I'll lose control if I have those foods in the house. I'll lose control if I have one slice of bread. I'll lose control if I have this. You're not in control now. The food is. The, the, the thing about food is it's never about the food that makes us lose control. It's often how we see ourselves being projected onto the food that we see ourselves as a failure for having a certain food. We think that if we're in a restaurant and we have something that, I don't know, is more processed or a burger or a chips or a pizza or whatever it may be, the more processed food that we don't deem as healthy that we think other people in the restaurant are going to be watching us or we think that people who are with, we're with will judge us for what we're eating. And this never-ending cycle doesn't get people anywhere and it certainly doesn't result in, fec- in perfection. And this may resonate with you, this may not resonate with you, but we need to understand what perfectionism, perfectionism is. And the first step to letting go of perfectionism is to understand where your perfectionist tendencies are actually coming from. And oftentimes perfectionism and control around food stem from feeling out of control in another area of life. So oftentimes perfectionism, control around food stem from feeling out of control in another area of your life. So I'm going to let that sit in, sink in, should I say. And if you're struggling with your relationship with food, you might also be undergoing a major life transition, like starting college getting married, having children, getting a divorce, moving, get a diagnosis, work. And since you have little to no control over these types of life transitions and the emotions that often accompany them, you try to exert control over the things you can, being perfect at work or being perfect eating, the perfect diet. And you avoid and bury the hard stuff instead of feeding it and moving through it and working through it. Maybe you don't have the tools. Maybe you're not aware of what you're doing. Maybe you go into full turtle mode where you sink in and you don't know how to or don't want to deal with your emotions. But that's often projected onto the food. I have perfectionist tendencies too. 
it can often happen with work and it has it has affected a long time relationships with people and i understand where kind of when people can come from and there's no easy real fix to it unfortunately but those quick fixes that you keep going for those fad diets that you keep going for there's no button to press on or turn off those kind of type a behaviors but there is a little bit of a mantra that i'm going to share with you and it was told to me by when i went to counseling in dealing with this idea of perfectionism you can call it whatever the hell you want and it kind of comes from a therapist that I worked with, but I know she took it from a another therapist. I think the therapist's name is Cheryl Paul, I think. I may not be right on that, so don't quote me on that. And she said that the key to overcoming writer's block for her was every time she sat down to write something, she would give herself permission to write the worst paper, blog post, essay, etc. She had ever written. And what, what she was essentially saying to herself was she was giving herself permission to fail before she started. And why that's so powerful is she used that permission to actually fail is huge. So one of the things Cheryl talks about then is imagine you have a young kid with many of you listening to this will who's ready to get to perform on stage. And before they walked out, you said to her, this has to be the best performance of your life. You have to sing perfectly. You're not making, let them miss a note, not let them make any mistakes. Everyone's watching. You're not allowed to fail. I'm going to be really, really disappointed in you if you don't succeed. Now, that's not going to be helpful for the child. But also, you would not probably never say these things to a child, right? It would destroy them, it would destroy their confidence. They feel so much pressure and anxiety. They'd probably choke. But these words, this story, this dialogue is the one we tell ourselves every single freaking day. Why is it not okay to say this to a child or a loved one, but okay to say to ourselves? It's not okay. This belief system of needing to be perfect or that you can't be human is not okay. It's not okay to say these disgusting things to ourselves and overcome it. You have to start giving yourself permission to fail because there's lessons to be learned. So now before I do anything, like even coming onto this podcast or writing a post or talking with a client on a consultation or giving a client a check-in on a weekly basis, I'll give myself, I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to land every single message or tweak to what they need to do in a week. I may be a harsher tone on one. I may be lesser tone on another. I'm not going to get it right every single time because I don't know where that client is coming from, where they're at right now in relation to they may not have a bad, may not have a poor sleep. They may not be may feeling right today and they may take offense or they may take something that I've said wrong or else I may not read the room completely or I may read the room wrong 
Or I might have read the text message wrong and put a different tone onto it. But I think it's important that you give your per, yourself permission to do the worst X, Y, or Z you've ever done. To teach the worst yoga class you've ever done. To have the worst football session you've ever done. To give the worst presentation at work you've ever done. And you know what? It's helped me to get rid of that tension that I had for a very long time in my teens and in my 20s. And it's okay to make mistakes. A lot of people don't see your mistakes. Like I've, I've launched things in the past and they've fallen literally hard. There's lessons to be learned along the way. So now what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and parallel this to that mantra of and parallel this to how we can work it around food. So this whole idea of intuitive eating and I think sometimes people don't understand it or don't get the whole premise of that it's you can't fail food. You can't fail intuitive eating. You can't fail eating. Because it's giving you yourself permission to eat any food you desire or crave. You're trusting your intuition. You're trusting yourself. It's not a test. And one of the things I started doing then was, before I came on, I was writing on, did like a diagram. I tried to figure out a few short sentences to kind of talk about in the podcast. And if we started to think that if we tweak the mantra to apply to yo-yo dieting, I give myself permission to, to be the worst dieter. And this creates a space where all foods fit and ultimately moving towards I give myself permission to let go of dieting and I give myself permission to eat what I want, honoring my hunger and my fullness. It's quite powerful. Like I know the next load of weekends that I have are going to be out of routine. I'm away, I'm at weddings whatever, and stags, whatever it may be. But I'm granting myself permission to order what I want, have what I want. I'm inviting the joy. And once you actually let go of something, you open up the space to invite something else in. When you open the door, someone's going to walk in. You're letting go of something out, like whatever, maybe the bad energy, the air, whatever it may be. But you're letting someone and inviting something else back in. And we let go of, when we let, end up letting go of that perfection and that fear, that anxiety that's intertwined in that. We can really, really invite enjoyment, gratitude, fun, joy, food, whatever it may be. And for example, if we look at that, of those things with the child, because all those things that we want, perfect or control, can be enjoyed if we allow it. And we look at that example with the kid that I spoke about earlier on her stage debut with excitement, joy and fun fast as we can kind of get enjoy that presentation with that sense of gratitude and enjoyment for the opportunity opportunity to learn opportunity to grow and get better at what we're doing allowing to have fun with it when we stop trying to control what we eat we invite enjoyment we invite satisfaction and we can celebrate food as what it's meant to be food shouldn't be miserable as we kind of 
it's after the weekend and you might be feeling not great after the weekend those 10 perfectionist tendencies might be creeping back in but can you give yourself that permission to buy the worst kind of gift for someone's birthday that's coming up to get the worst ingredients that you thought of to break your food rules and to allow to enjoy yourself and enjoy things and it's really really powerful when you start to accept like what's if i allow myself to be the worst at dieting they will actually look at it and say well i'm actually doing okay at it i'm enjoying things now i'm enjoying food but we need to look at it from a place of kind of like that perfection is one of those things that we shouldn't be striving for and Brené Brown talks about perfection as a self-destructive is self-destructive simply because there's no such thing as perfect perfection is an unattainable goal and it's easy really easy to get hung up when trying to find the best plan for a diet best plan for change like a lot of people get overwhelmed because they think it has to be perfect they think that they're not allowed to fall they think they're not allowed to they try to nail everything perfectly but we bring it back to the walking we didn't beat ourselves up when we started to fall there we took one step at a time we probably fell again but we got up again and went it's easy to to kind of try and find the best diet that's going to work for you the best workout that's going to get best bang for your buck what supplements will fix things for you and we get so focused on figuring out the perfect approach that our progress is circling the drain before we've even got it started we procrastinate about things and this is where procrastination comes into the door this psychological barrier that none of us are immune to it's a massive hurdle it's a massive roadblock for a lot of people and perfectionism often perfectionism often equals fear it's the irrational fear that you might fail at something and you might be exposed as a failure. That your friends, your family and the world would label you as no good, a failure, an idiot. That you feel ashamed of yourself because ultimately, ultimately don't measure up to everyone else's standards. Of maybe someone's killing it in other areas of their life and you feel, well, why can't I do that? And perfection is that fear that you'll, 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 that you'll put yourself out there and everyone will see your flaws. Then they'll judge you and for not being perfect and then they won't like you anymore the problem or the brick wall is that perfection manifests itself as procrastination i'm not ready yet i have loads of holidays coming up i won't i'm not going to start now this isn't the right time i've got too many things coming up i've got the kids are at school so this isn't the right time for me it's the story we tell ourselves to stop us in our tracks every single freaking time. Progress, not perfection, is about taking consistent action and moving forward no matter what. One of the things that helps me every morning is what can I do today that's going to make what's going to bring me closer to where I want to go. Often that's simply just starting off with a walk. If I get the walk in, which probably happens 99% of the time, it would literally have to be absolutely booking outside i know my head's clear i know i'll focus clear i know i'll be able to give my best on my ability each day when i do that when i haven't slept that's when my ability may waver my sleep is i'm really strict about it so if you want to kind of stop stalling and you're sick or tired of this five ways that you can make wiggle room for progress and override perfectionism these are the best ways that I can think of at the moment.
So number one is don't wait for time, make it. Now, I understand that a lot of people live very busy lives, particularly if you've got kids. And I know from speaking with clients recently, one of the big things that a lot of people have kind of said is that they've had like coaches that were like, I don't know, 20, 21 years of age. And they've kind of said, well, you don't want it enough or you don't have, you, you have time, you're just not using it. The thing that we need to accept is that there's always going to be housework that needs to be done. There's always going to be emails that need to be done. We're never really going to find pockets of time or free time just sitting there waiting for us. If we want to make time that's going to bring us closer, we need to try and go and find it where we can. Now that's managing your expectations. And that's linking in with number two, which is be willing to start small. Like if you want to learn a language, you don't just start with advanced lessons. If you want to run a marathon, you have to start running by a mile first. No matter what your goal is, you can't accomplish anything without a solid foundation. A house cannot be built without a solid foundation. And the same is true for your health and your mental health. Whether you want to fit into your favorite pair of jeans, free yourself from bloating, headaches, or you need, to st- you need to start with your base. So rather than making this all or nothing plan, which is what you normally do, and plan to overhaul your whole life, start by setting small habits that easily fit into your life. And this leads into number three, which is start with repetitions, not your goals. Too many people when they try to lose weight is, it's all about the weight. It's every single thing's about the weight and not enough about what they actually need to do. So you may have heard me talk about process for the outcome. So too many people are focused on the outcome and not necessarily having concrete processes in order to get them to where they want to go. Like weight loss is easy as a concept, but consistently doing it over time isn't. Belief systems, habits, fatigue, tiredness, all these kind of things kind of come into it. You need to think about think about your goals. Don't just consider it. Focus on the habits that lead to that place and set yourself up for lots of realistic mini success along the way. So one of the things that I've been working on clients for a long time is they'll write out a few things that they want to focus on, whether that be getting the steps in, getting the gym, getting more water in, getting more fruit and veggies in. And I'll just say, all right, what one do you want to focus on right now at the beginning? Okay, well, okay, we're going to try and get more veggies in. Okay, we're going to get two types of veggies in with your, your dinner is, a, is an example that we're using. Okay, so let's try and do that for 80% of the time over two weeks. So 11 days out of the two weeks, that's what we need to go as our goal. And that's going to help you reduce your bloating. It's going to keep you fuller for longer. It's going to get you a little bit more minerals and vitamins in. And it's going to help you probably keep your budget down as well by not overspending so there's a lot of wins there for you but if we get done 80 percent of the time and we start doing that over time and consistently over time we can add in another layer on top of it and maybe that's adding in your steps after that and saying right i'm going to go for three walks a week and start doing that 80 percent of the time adding on top of that but then you'll start to believe in yourself and you're getting momentum. You'll start to feel healthier, you'll start to feel better. What sometimes can happen is clients can kind of, people can kind of get a little bit, 
oh, I've nailed this one, so I'm going to nail the second one. And then they can get a little bit kind of cocky about it and kind of want, I want to do more, I want to do more, I want to do more. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Push the brakes down. What are you doing again? You're going full speed again. Let's rein it in. You've nailed 80% of the time with your with your veggies. Now we're nailing 80% of your time with your, your walking. And we need to keep it simple. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. We need to keep it simple, doable, so that we can be consistent at setting us up for success and taking action to what we do each day. Number four is commit to one ha- habit every every day that's going to bring you closer to your goal. So when you wake up, I'm not saying that you have to have a morning routine. Can I help some people? Yes. Is it the secret to success? Probably not. You have the whole day ahead of you. I know what sets me up for success is Sunday morning, literally sitting down for 10, 15 minutes and writing out, right, I have this meetings, I have these calls, planning days of podcasts, client work this time this time this time train this time this time this time i know what my plan is and then i get my shopping list and i tick 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 that takes 10 15 minutes that might sound a lot a lot that's there but it does help you need to look at what a former a really famous u.s admiral navy admiral said if you want to change the world, start off, start off by making your bed. So just by committing to one morning or one habit each morning will train your brain for productivity and influence the rest of your day. You'll be like, right, I've nailed it already. Made my bed today. And like, make it so simple. It's a no brainer. Like maybe keeping a glass of water next to your bed or maybe it's having your vitamins besides your toothbrush maybe it's having leaving your phone downstairs so maybe it's drinking a glass of water but if you leave the water beside your toothbrush you're having a glass of water before you start your day so these are small wins but they 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 really do help and then start before you're ready is number five so one of the stickiest myths of perfectionism is that there will be a right time or a perfect time. There's no quicker way to manifest procrastination. If you wait until you're ready, you'll be waiting the rest of your life. Like if you look at right now and you're listening to this and you look at right, I'm waiting for the perfect time, waiting for the perfect time. When life, I asked, I remember asking a client a question recently and kind of, we're having this open conversation. When's going to be the perfect time for you? I just like, oh, when, they, when life comes down, I was kind of like, okay, so if we, in a nice way, it's kind of like, well, if we look at it from a, a, a kind of an element of, right, is it when the kids are off school? Or is it when the kids are at school? Or when the kids are not sick? Or when life is handy, when work is not busy, when the family isn't busy, when there's no holidays, there's no nights out, there's no meals out? Like, like these things are happening every week for you. So when is that going to happen? And they're like, well, it's not going to happen. It's like, yeah. So it's it's this procrastination of like fear of failing. Procrastination is something that saves us. It saves us from failing. Like, there will never be the right amount of money. There will be never that you'll have enough time. You'll never have read enough articles or books. There's always going to be something else. James Clear said that claiming you need to learn more or get your ducks in a row is a crush that prevents you from starting. 
If you want to make any progress toward your ideal vision of wellness, you've got to take some sort of action. Not the right time, not the perfect time, just doing something that will help you. Everyone wants to make progress, but when it comes to weight loss and fat loss and food, the definition of progress can be a little bit blurred. I think you need to change the definition of progress. If it's only about the scales, you'll lead to failure because it's going to go up and down. That's leading to control. Often the scales is based off what we we think other people are going to think about us if it goes up. Nobody cares. If defining progress means you have a better relationship with food, that's a major win. That's not taking as much brain power. It is, your adherence has improved. You now have the tools of knowing how to reset after a night out. Knowing that you can have weekly calories and still get to your budget. Knowing you have dropped food guilt. Knowing that you've dropped food shame. Knowing that your how your body works for you around your menstrual cycle. Knowing that when you have cravings, it's, you're, you're telling yourself something that you may not have eaten enough during that day. That you're getting stronger. Your clothes are feeling better. You know the difference between weight loss and fat loss. All these different things are better measures of progress than a lot of people realize. It's not sexy. The weight loss isn't sexy. Weight loss is only measured by a weighing scales, a piece of plastic. Fat loss is how you look, you feel in your clothes, and you're, it's better for your overall health. Not every day will go to plan. That's fact. One of the things that people think this straight line of progress without bumps, without speed bumps, without detours. It's like getting on a roundabout. If you know where you're going, there's going to be roundabouts and you know which exit to take when things life ramps up. What happens is people don't know where they're going. They think, oh, weight loss, but then they get caught in the roundabout and don't know what exit to take. That's exactly what it's like. As I said already, if you know that you're going to be the worst dieter already, well, then that's cool. That's not a bad thing. But if it's an element of these stories that are crutches, that are these elements of it has to be perfect this time, this is going to be different, and you put so much pressure on yourself, then that's different. So if you know what progress is for you, well then write that out and hold that onto somewhere. But you need to understand once again that when it comes to your relationship with food, your body image, Whatever it may be, we want to aim for progress, not perfection. Getting it right every time sounds really boring. You won't learn anything. People give you an ego stroke, but that sounds miserable. What does even getting it right mean? As I said already, if you're able to shift a behavior or a belief from a place of never happening to sometimes happening through awareness... That's huge. There are things that will lead you to where you want to go and the things that will bring you away from where you want to go. But if you're clear on where you want to go, it's a hell of a lot easier to bring yourself back up. Working on yourself is messy. It's not a straight line. It's not easy. But either is staying where you are. Either is staying where that mindset is around food, how you feel about yourself. If you're interested in working with me, click on the link in the show notes. If you want to work in the female fat loss program that I've advertised at the beginning, click on the link in the show notes or pop me a DM. 
I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you have, please tag, share up on your stories. And if you have any questions based off this podcast episode, please leave a review. Please pop us a DM. And I really hope that you found this interesting. So please do share it up on your stories as well.